Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show. And today we are celebrating the life of Lahiri Mahashaya, the bliss-filled father of Kriya Yoga, one of the revered teachers in our Kriya Yoga lineage. I did want to mention also that later today, this is September 30th, 2021, later today, Yogacharya O'Brien will be offering a special online meditation and inspirational talk about Lahiri Mahashaya at noon Pacific time. You can access that by just going to the website csecenter.org and you'll see a link for that noon program on the home page. I am delighted to be joined today by the founder and spiritual director of the Yoga Hour, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is a spiritual teacher, writer, poet, and the spiritual director also of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a Kriya Yoga Meditation Center with headquarters in San Jose, California. Yogacharya O'Brien teaches nationally and internationally and has received several awards, including recently receiving the New Thought Walden Award for Interfaith and Intercultural Understanding, which you can learn more about at unity.fm. She also received community service awards, including the Mahatma Gandhi Award for the promotion of religious pluralism. Her latest award-winning bestseller, The Jewel of Abundance, Finding Prosperity Through the Ancient Wisdom of Yoga, was published by New World Library and is available through Yogacharya's website, also on Amazon. You can find out more about Yogacharya's books and online programs at Ellen Grace O'Brien. Dot com. O'Brien is O-B-R-I-A-N, EllenGraceO'Brien.com, and CSECenter.org. You can also follow her on social media, on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm delighted to have you with me again on the Yoga Hour. Thank you, Dr. Trujillo. It's a joy to be here, especially on this day, commemorating the great yogi, Lahiri Mahashaya. And I want to offer my greetings to all of the listeners and subscribers to Yoga Hour. I'm grateful that we have this online uh, satsang, this online spiritual community. 
Me too. <laughs> so before we dive into our conversation about Lahiri Mahashaya, let's dive in to a yoga moment, a moment of contemplation. <coughs> oh. So let's begin right where we are by bringing our attention to our body. Just feeling our body in space and particularly feeling any surfaces that support our weight. So just being aware of where our feet are, perhaps touching the floor, if we're sitting in a chair, feeling the areas the chair supports our weight. And then turning our attention to our breath. This wonderful tool that's always with us, just noticing as we take a fully conscious breath. Noticing the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feeling the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, feeling how that air has been warmed as it passes through our lungs. Not trying to change the natural flow of our breathing, but just noticing and as we rest here, right where we are, here is something to contemplate. Some inspiration from Lahiri Mahashaya. God is the spiritual self of all. Think not that God is not present in the objects of nature. God is the hidden spirit of all. God is the indwelling soul of every person. God loves us so fully that he abides with us all constantly. God is within and around us always. Lahiri Mahashaya also said, the light of God shines in perpetual brilliance at the inner door of the spiritual eye, which leads to the presence of the indwelling God. Soul alone knows the way to the cosmic soul. Always remember that you are a soul and that your soul is the spiritual child of God. Once again, Yogacharya O'Brien, it's really wonderful to have you join us today on, as you mentioned, the uh, birthday of Lahiri Mahashaya, September 30th, uh, 2021, it would have been Lahiri's 197th birthday and, the, and also the anniversary of his Mahasamadhi or his transition from this physical world was just a few days ago on September 26th. We celebrate Lahiri as a master teacher in the lineage of Kriya Yoga teachers, whom we honor at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. And for those not familiar with this lineage, it was described in the uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. The teachings of Kriya Yoga have been disseminated throughout the years from guru to disciple, from teacher to student. Our particular lineage begins with a teacher named Maha Avatar Babaji, who was the guru of Lahiri Mahashaya. Lahiri was the guru or teacher of Sri Yukteswar, who was the guru of Paramahansa Yogananda. Roy Eugene Davis was a direct disciple of Yogananda, 
and is also Yogacharya's guru. We honor these teachers as great masters of these teachings of Kriya Yoga who brought them, who made them accessible for us to be able to be here today. More about Lahiri Mahashaya, he was the guru of Yogananda's parents as well. And when Yogananda was a baby, Lahiri did bless him. Lahiri is called the father of modern Kriya Yoga. Lahiri was a householder, meaning that he was married, had children. He worked in a job as a government accountant. The story is told that for his work, he was transferred to a city at the base of the Himalayas. One day, while walking in the hills, he heard a voice calling to him. After climbing further, he met his guru, Mavatar Babaji, who initiated him into the teachings, I'm sorry, into the techniques of Kriya Yoga. Babaji told Lahiri that the rest of his life was to be given to spreading the Kriya Yoga message. In addition to being a spiritual teacher, Lahiri Mahashaya had five children, had a wife, and worked full-time teaching Kriya Yoga at night. He understood how our work in the world should be and can be an important part of our spiritual awakening. Lahiri said, there are two kinds of work. The one is the expression of soul's righteousness in the objective world, and the other is the awareness and unfoldment of the innate divine attributes of the soul within one's own subjective consciousness. Both of these are spiritual work. So Yogacharya, Lahiri had this wonderful, um, is a wonderful example of us how awakening fully is not incompatible with living skillfully in daily life. So how is the way Lahiri Mahashaya lived and taught, how does that serve as an example to us here today in the modern world? Well, thank you for that um, inspiration and um, that sort of dive into um, learning about Lahiri Mahashaya. You know, his guru, Mahavtar Babaji, told him that his role uh, in his lifetime would be to set an example of an exemplary uh, spiritual life, spiritually oriented life in the world. And that's what he did. And this quote that you offered from him about two kinds of work um, really helps point to that. And I think, you know, before we are spiritually awakened or before we make that turn onto the spiritual path in life, we really see only one kind of work in, you know, which we're here to accomplish something, to achieve something. And we look for our happiness, for our success, for our security in whatever that, you know, quote unquote work is that we feel we're here to do in the world. And, you know, that work is useful and often it, you know, helps us mature. It, can contribute to um, the formation of our character and it can be supportive of our family and community. So all those things. But the problem is that we want something more than what it can give us. And so at some point, you know, we come to the realization that the happiness we're seeking um, cannot be found in the outer work alone. And um, that, that is what we're seeking is to be found, you know, through the, through the inner pathway of self and God realization. Um, 
and on the on the path of Kriya Yoga, we have the the eight limbs um, that are uh, recommended in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. And the first five of those limbs are outer. You know, they they begin with our relationship with the world, our relationship with our self and the purification of the body and the mind, and then learning how to develop this inner life. But the last three steps of those eight steps of yoga are um, about the inner life and the mind, the prana, the energy and uh, super conscious awareness. So both are important and they need to work together. Absolutely. Lahiri Mahashaya was initiated, as I mentioned, into the practices of Kriya Yoga by Babaji. And then Babaji directed him to teach and initiate others. So let's talk a little bit about initiation. What is the role of initiation in the Kriya Yoga tradition? It's foundational. Initiation is foundational in the Kriya Yoga tradition. It's it's the gateway um, to the mystical experience that Kriya practice makes possible. And it's also the connecting link to our relationship with the saints and sages in the in the tradition um, through the practice itself is how that link is established, because then one is able to um, experience the super consciousness that's taught. And that brings you into communion uh, with the Kriya masters and initiation also signifies, of course, um, a turning of our life, a sanctification of our life. As I was just mentioning about the inner and outer, it's it's that opportunity where we um, begin the inner journey and initiation, you know, means to initiate, to begin. So it is that time when we make that turn towards uh, the focus of the the inner life and uh, living with higher purpose. Um, it's also a time to, in a sense, become new, you know, to let go of the past, past ideas, past experiences, past ideas about yourself, and become uh, open to realizing your true self and then living that uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. On the topic of Kriya Yoga, Lahiri said, Om and Kriya constitute the secret of meditation. Again, Om and Kriya constitute the secret of meditation. By meditation on Om and the practice of Kriya, the fulfillment of the highest spiritual aspiration is attained. Would you say more about what he is referring to in this quote about the secret of meditation and the highest spiritual aspiration? Yes, <laughs> that's about the, the deeper mystical teachings of Kriya. And so I want to circle back just for a moment to this role of initiation as the opportunity to non purify the heart and the mind so that one can have those deeper experiences um, through that connection, through um, practice, and mm, through taking that step with commitment onto the path, 
the opportunity to live intentionally and experience this realization. Um, you know, one of the things that Lahiri Mahashaya taught that I think is really helpful for us on the path today um, is that even if we are spiritually oriented in life, you know, there's still a need because Lahiri Baba himself was a spiritually oriented man. You know, he came from a deeply spiritual family. He was um, steeped in the scriptures. So it wasn't like, you know, he was missing that. But even when we have that, there's a need for guidance on the path. There's a need for God's grace and grace of the guru. And there's a need for focus in order to realize this truth, a way of turning our life. And he said, a lifetime is not sufficient to master all the scriptures. So know the essence of the scriptures. So that, I think, is a great support because as seekers, you know, we have the idea that we're going out and we're gathering information. You know, we're learning about this path or that path or being introduced to this scripture or that scripture, you know. And and in modern times, it's kind of like, well, whatever floats your boat, you know, whatever turns you on. Um, But that's just skimming the surface. And all of that um, phenomena is um, infinite (laughs) and So what Lahiri is pointing to is learn what is the essence of all of that? What is at the heart of all of that? And then you, you know, offered this beautiful quote about Om and Kriya constituting the secret of meditation. So, you know, the Kriya secret of meditation is to still the mind through breath regulation and through the ascent of prana, our vital force that leads us beyond mental phenomena, beyond intellectual understanding into the direct experience of God's omnipresence, which is signified by Om, by the primordial sound um, that, that we can hear. Lahiri said, Om is the Guru's voice. It is the divine name resounding within us. And this purifies the mind. You know, it it uplifts us. And then ultimately it aids in transcending uh, the changing phenomenal world into the experience of the eternal um, pure existence being the highest samadhi. Mm-hmm. So in that quote, when he said, Om is the guru's voice, he was talking about the big guru, the big, you know, the the, the real guru as God. Yes. Right? And yes, it's true. And of course, it's all one. That That is the the truth that, that we come to see. Um, you know, guru as the light that dispels the darkness of ignorance you know, Guru um, is one's teacher who opens our understanding to that. Guru is one's self. Guru is your divine self. Guru is God. So all of that. Mm-hmm. Lahiri Mahashaya is called the father of modern Kriya Yoga. And this is one thing I I truly appreciate about him because he really understood how important it was not just for monks and 
isolated yogis in caves in the Himalayas, but for everyday people, just like himself, for people from different religions, and also particularly important, I think, for me and women as well as men, which was something when you think about when he was alive and when he was teaching in the in the 1800s, was not necessarily, I think, a widely held view that 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 should be the case. So what was your, when you reflect on that, can you speak about how this was so groundbreaking and important to us now? Well, it's indicative of awakened consciousness to recognize that there's no gender, there's no uh, social strata, there's no ethnicity uh, to the soul. <laughs> there is, so there's no reason for those um, constraints against uh, spiritual practice. You know, those are all outer constraints. And so, um, you know, because Lahiri Mahashaya was a realized being, he's, he saw that, you know, beyond the, you know, the outer regulations, you know, he, he was a proponent of the, of the inner realized life. And the, the masters of Kriya Yoga, uh, Mabhatar Babaji, Lahiri Mahashaya, Swami Sri Yukteswar, Paramahansaji, him, my Guruji, all saw uh, the need for spiritual awakening in this world. And um, Lahiri said it's the one thing um, that will bring uh, the peace that we need, the healing that we need. And we can see that today, that, you know, the great need that we have for a sanctified vision of this world, you know, um, so that we're not caught up in um, these petty divisions, um, whether it's between men and women or political parties or humanity and earth, you know, this vision of all of it as God, all of it as holy, all of it as sacred calls us to live um, in right relationship with one another and right relationship with, with the earth. Lahiri said, if your yoga practice doesn't result in love and desire for God realization, then it's not yoga. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's very profound. I really like that. So in my introduction, I talked about the lineage and the passing of these Kriya Yoga teachings from guru to disciple, which is something that I have always appreciated about these teachings, that they are not altered to fit the teacher's ideas, but are teachings that have been proven from generation to generation. For those listeners who may not be as familiar, how would you define the words guru and disciple? Well, in simple terms, you, you can define them as teacher and student. But as we've been talking this morning, you know, uh, Lahiri Mahashaya's gift was to bring the mystical awareness, the deepest understanding forth um, for those who had the ears to hear. And so um, that teaching is that, yes, there is a, a teacher um, and I often think of that, the teacher as um, like the matchmaker, you know, 
um, to introduce you to the love of your life, um, mm. which is God and which is your own self. And so in the deepest sense, uh, yes, Guru is your outer teacher who supports you. But what that outer teacher does is introduce you to God and God dwelling within you as your own self. So, you know, what is the significance of Guru on the spiritual path? Well, Guru is everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... You know, and for me, you know, I I was thinking, how would I describe it? I would say, well, you know, Guru is the anchor. You know, Mm -hmm. Guru is that, you know, it means the light that dispels the darkness. It also means heavy as in profound. So it's that which, you know, holds us to a spiritually oriented life and keeps us from, you know, drifting away in our little boat of desires. And Guru is a window. Guru is a window in which to see a vision of the world as holy. Guru is a flame, a light in our life, and also a flame of transformation, you know, calling us to self-discipline. Guru is a key to unlocking the wisdom of our own soul. You know, Guru is grace, is God's supportive influence. Um, guru is your own self. And, and I think when I think about guru I, and disciple, I think as a disciple, you can meet the guru. But how could you meet the guru if you are not a disciple? Mm. Yes, yes. We only have about 30 seconds left um, before the before I need to transition to the break. Maybe when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about the relationship, uh, the relationship between Lahiri and his guru, Mavatar Babaji, and what that shows us, perhaps, about discipleship. Absolutely. You know, if you've read the autobiography of a yogi, um, and if you haven't, of course, I recommend it. But when you do, you you read this very fantastic story of Lahiri's meeting uh, with his guru, Mavatar Babaji. But when we come back from the break, let's talk about what that can mean for us. Yes. You're listening to The Yoga Hour with author, poet, and spiritual teacher, Yogacharya O'Brien. We're discussing the life and legacy of the great Kriya Yoga master, Lahiri Mahashaya. Yogacharya offers many online classes and programs and has authored several books. You can learn more about her, her teaching, and her books at her website, ellengraceobrien.com. Also from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment website, csecenter.org. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at our website, theyogahour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour, insights and practices for spiritually conscious living. Welcome back from the break. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of The Yoga Hour, and I'm here with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien talking about the life and teachings of Lahiri Mahashaya. As we were talking right before the break, Yogacharya, we were talking about the Lahiri's relationship with his guru, Babaji, 
and what that can teach us about discipleship itself. Let's pick right up right there. That sounds great. And I was I was saying um, that when you read the autobiography of a yogi, um, there's a temptation, I think, to read those really fantastic stories um, as either mythological or profoundly spiritual and therefore completely about somebody else in some other time and some other place and interesting and inspiring, but hard to make the connection um, to your own life. Um, But I think it's really important to do that. And that's the purpose. That's why Yogananda put them in his book. I mean, not just to pay tribute to these yoga masters, but also to show us some things about the eternal relationship of guru and disciple. For me, Autobiography of a Yogi is a book about discipleship and Mm -hmm. about the um, journey of discipleship, even, you know, starting there with Lahiri Mahashaya, who was an enlightened sage, we see his development as a disciple. So that's really important for us to look through that lens. And we see Paramahansa Yogananda's development as a disciple, which he lays bare, you know, in his book, which is just lovely. But so I say, look at the story, look at some of the elements in the story of, um, Lahiri Baba's meeting with Mavatar Babaji and and see if you can sort of name and pick out these elements. And, you know, one of them was that, you know, initially he was called to the meeting with Babaji and, um, you know, it didn't happen all at that first encounter. He was called to come, you know, like the next day to the meeting and he had doubts about whether it was useful or not whether he should go or not. And, you know, so, and you think, wow, you know, here is this amazing transformative meeting that changed his whole life. And he had doubts about whether he should even go. And, you know, when I look at my own journey, the same thing happened to me. You know, someone invited me to attend, you know, uh, a lecture that my guru, Roy Eugene Davis, was giving in town. And I was like, oh, I don't know, you know, you know, I, you know, I kind of like, I'll have other things that I'm busy and, you know, and I I can hardly bear to think about, you know, what would have happened had I missed that meeting. Mm. So, you know, look, look, look deeply, look at your life, look at how you were called, how you responded to that call and what happened, you know, when you met your teacher, when you found your path. And then there's another element that, you know, before the initiation, um, Lahiri goes through a purification process Mm -hmm. that opens, you know, his gets him ready, you know, for initiation. And so that's an element for us to look at as well. You know, how ready are we at the time of initiation or were we when we first received it? And when he meets Babaji, Through that meeting, he remembers his soul life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a beautiful story in the book about how, you know, he's shown his his bowl and, you know, items from his past sadhana. But for all of us, I think if we look deeply enough, we can see that 
the meeting with our guru that opens our consciousness to the soul life is a way of remembering what our life is really about, you know, coming to the teaching, coming to the path, you know, meeting the guru, we, we remember, oh, oh, this is the purpose of my life. This is why I'm here. I always knew that, but somehow I forgot. So we also have that experience of having forgotten um, the significance of our own soul life. And then we have the meeting with the guru and we remember, we're restored, you know, reconnected to our own soul journey. And then, you know, from that time on, from that meeting with Babaji, you know, he wants to stay with Babaji. He doesn't want to leave. You know, he mm-hmm. begs him to stay. And, you know, for those of us who are on a path, spiritual path where we have that relationship with the guru, that's the experience. We never want to leave the guru because when we're blessed with the physical presence of the guru, we can generally hang out in divine remembrance and it's very uplifting to the soul. So we don't want to go, <laughs> but we always have to go. And, um, and what, what Lahiri discovers is that the guru is always with him. And any time, you know, he calls upon that relationship, it, it, it is there for him. And so it's the practices that were given to him by his guru that make that connecting link that allows him <clears throat> to always be in that presence. And because it's not a physical presence, it's a spiritual mm-hmm. connection. So all of these elements are there in in our life. We just have to look deeply. And then, of course, you know, from his guru, Lahiri was directed. He had work to do in this life. You know, that the experience that he had of unbounded joy at God communion wasn't just for him. Mm -hmm. You know, that he had he had work to do to share that and make it available uh, for people everywhere. Mm-hmm. which to me is one of the huge blessings of seeing that, that here he was, this householder <clears throat> with five children, so a very busy house, had a, a job, and still remained so dedicated to his teaching and um, brought, you know, this message forward so hugely that it's still resounding for us today, which is... And that was because great. of his own... in. Enlightenment, his own transformation made that possible, Um, you know, because he knew the essence of the scriptures. You know, he he had some there's something like 26 or around 26 commentaries of the scriptures by Lahiri Mahashaya. And, you know, he he didn't write them down himself, but his uh, his students did. Um, and so that, that's how they have come down to us, but, um, you know, and so yeah, 26 books, 26 commentaries, commentary on the Gita, commentary on Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, all kinds of Vedanta commentaries on on the Upanishads. Um, so he was very productive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
as we spoke about earlier, Lahiri Mahashaya taught about how to live in this world, but not be of it. As you teach, this is living a, a dharmic life. Mm-hmm. And in your recent talk on living simply, which I should also remind listeners is available on your YouTube channel, <laughs> um, you offered this quote from Lahiri Mahashaya, the world is an auspicious field for spiritual practice. You can attain self and God realization, even while leading a worldly life. Again, the world is an auspicious field for spiritual practice. You can attain self and God realization, even while leading a worldly life, which I think is such a great message as we can become discouraged, I think, of, you know, thinking about if we have to give everything up in order to practice our spiritual life, in order to attain any kind of, of progress on the spiritual path. And so this is a really powerful message today. Would you say more about that? What did the Harry mean when he said the world is an auspicious field for spiritual practice? Yeah. And I would just, I was just smiling as you, as you said that the sorrow that we feel of thinking like somehow we would have to give everything up, you know, in order to have spiritual life and, it kind of made me chuckle because, um, you know, what happens is we actually do have to give up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> but, <clears throat> but it's a natural process. But um, not in the way we fear, I guess. Yeah, that's not what in I the way say. that we fear. And in, in, in it's a process of, dis- through the process of discernment, we give up attachment you know to two things and um so so that happens that we do give things up you know as our source of happiness or security um but in terms of that quote from lahiri baba uh to to understand that the world is a holy place brings such joy to my heart and peace to my soul you know it's an error to see the world as otherwise and i i know that that error of perception about the world is what has led to the degradation uh, of our environment it's what leads to injustice towards people towards other beings and so it's critical that we see the world as a holy place and that we see it all and realize it all as God so we can live in right relationship to it. So it's an auspicious field, meaning it's a holy place, but also meaning um, it's a place that gives us everything that we need uh, to awaken. You know, everything is there for us you know, we wake up to understanding the truth of what we are. Um, and then and then the work is to live in harmony with that truth. And in order to do that, we have to purify the mind and body. And purifying the mind is um, clearing up past mental impressions or karmic impressions. And uh, those are hidden <laughs> from our view And so being in the world, you know, we bump into other people and to circumstances that show us our hidden um, 
erroneous beliefs, our hidden attachments, our hidden perversions, all of that is shown to us through the light of God that shines in the world. And then we we can release those deep-seated errors that bind us uh, in, in the world. Um, so that's another reason why the world is auspicious, because it, it shows us um, what needs to be released in order to be supremely free. Mm. That's the function of the world. You know, we're here uh, to enjoy this life, to see it as sacred, to appreciate it, and then also to find freedom from it. As you're talking, I was struck by how you really, in, in your comments, you touched on all of the three main practices of Kriya Yoga, of the of self-discipline, self-study, and self-surrender. Mm. And just, you know, your comments about how we, how we see the world, how we relate to the world, and how it gives us this opportunity to see more of ourselves, which then gives us more to understand what our self-discipline practices need to be, which then leads to more of, of what we talked about earlier about surrendering mm-hmm. everything, but not surrendering in a way of um, cutting it away from ourselves, but it's more of a sense of allowing it to uh, fall naturally, like the fruit from a tree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Another quote from Lahiri about Kriya Yoga. Kriya is subjective work. It is the work of the soul for the illumination of one's entire being with the light of God. In this illumination comes the awareness of one's own spiritual self. Many people, when they first learn about Kriya Yoga, think that it's just a breathing technique. And that is, I think, perhaps a common misperception about it despite what i was just saying about the fact that kriya yoga is defined in the in the second book of of patanjali's yoga sutras 2.1 as those three practices that i mentioned self-study self um self-surrender or self sorry self-discipline self-study and self-surrender so what does lahiri mean in this quote saying kriya is subjective work well it's it's hard to know really what Lahiri means, <laughs> but I, I would guess at that that quote meaning that it's the inner work and um, there's levels of inner work. You know, there's the, there's the inner work of um, untying the knots of of ignorance that bind us um, to the wrong perception of what we are. Um, But then there is this subjective work of cultivating higher consciousness. And um, that was really the shining light of Lahiri Baba's work, which is teaching disciples and witnessing for others who would come after what it is to abide in the highest consciousness in the world. So through the Kriya technique, he taught, you know, how to rise above the fluctuations of mental perception um, to experience directly the pure essence of being. 
and um, and that is the the deepest subjective work in which you know you yourself are the subject experiencing the reality of your own self. There's a you know a, a sweet story about you know that photograph of Lahiri Mahashaya that is the one that we have you know where. Um, they wanted a photo of him and, and he, you know, he, he wasn't fond of photos. He said, well, you know, what is the point? You know, if you have a photograph of me or, you know, any teacher like that, you take the photo and then you, and then you um, worship the photo and you miss the point. <laughs> and so, you know, the story is that when the photographer um, tried to take the photo of Lahiri, when he looked through the lens to see, he couldn't see, the image of Lahiri until he was given permission to take that photo. And when Lahiri gave permission and he offered the photo, the photo that came out was uh, a photo of Lahiri um, performing Shambhavi Mudra, which is peering through the third eye. Um, And so you, you see in that photo, his eyes are partially opened partially closed, which of course is a beautiful um, demonstration. I mean, not that we go about in Shambhavi Mudra with eyes open, you know, partially, but it, 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 he's, he's showing you, look, 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 look into the third eye, let your uh, inner gaze always be upward in the higher chakras, come to see the world um, with this vision of self and God realization. Here's another quote from Lahiri that speaks to the experiencing of ultimate reality. The person who has seen the light of God within never walks again in spiritual darkness. That person remains constantly aware of the sacredness of the body, the righteousness of the mind, the purity of the heart, and the divinity of the soul. That person who has seen the light of God within never walks again in spiritual darkness. That is such a beautiful, beautiful phrase. Never walking again in spiritual darkness. Would you say more about that? It is a beautiful quote, and it's true. You know, that what he's pointing to is... We never forget the experiences of spiritual truth that we have. You know, it's like Jesus saying, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the the truth doesn't set you free unless you know it. So that's what he's pointing to. You will know. And here, Lahiri Baba is saying, you know, that one who has seen the light, the inner light, never forgets it. And and that's true. So that's why, you know, it's important to, you know, to dive deep and have your own experience, because that is what is transforming. And that's what allows you to be constantly aware of the sacredness of this life. Um, You know, 
when he had when Lahiri had his initiation experience, you know, and he saw that palace that was manifested for him, right? You know, sometimes we get caught up in thinking about, well, did that really happen? And what was that palace (laughs) and all of that? But again, when we look to what the experience taught, you know, what Lahiri saw was the um, evanescence of the manifestation of the elements into form and how that can come and disappear. It can appear and reappear and disappear. So he he saw that that was all ephemeral mm-hmm. and um, that 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 changed his perception. So spiritual darkness is seeing only that out, outer manifestation and thinking that's mm-hmm. all that it is. And it's like um, chasing a mirage, mm-hmm. but seeing the light of God within oneself, within your own self, purifies the mind and opens our spiritual vision to this life being God, because we know God is within us. God is around us. God is the guru. God is the self. God is all there is. So beautiful. Unbelievably, we have come to the last couple of minutes. In closing, what words of encouragement or inspiration would you like to leave with our listeners? Thank you. I want to thank you. Um, for the yoga hour and for your work and the work of the team on yoga hour and for this special time to um, meditate and contemplate the life of Lahiri Mahashaya. So, you know, what he said is keep on keeping on and behold Mm. one day the goal. So I offer that and I would say, find your path. You know, if it's not Kriya yoga, find your path, whatever it is. And then dive deep, you know, don't be like the one who searches for water by digging a bunch of shallow holes in the field, but find your path, find your spot, find your teacher, dig Mm. deep, find Mm. yourself. Mm. How beautiful. And I love that quote from Lahiri, keep on keeping on. And how does it go? And then behold the goal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Keep on keeping on and behold the goal. Really lovely, really something to take to heart. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think of my own um, beautiful guru, you know, in the last talk that he gave, he often offered that quote from Lahiri Mahashaya, you know, keep on keeping on, behold one day the goal, or, you know, making, making, finally one day made, And um, but in the last the very last talk that he gave here, you know, for for students here at at our center, he offered the quote as doing, doing, done. Mm -hmm. And I could feel the impact of his life, my my guru's life and his sadhana his spiritual practice, his realization, and his karma yoga, his offering of his life, you know, to all the disciples, um, and that he was finished. Mm. 
lovely way to bring our program to a close. You've been listening to The Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, host and producer of the show, and we've been discussing the life and legacy of the great Kriya Yoga master, Lahiri Mahashaya, with the Yoga Hour's founder and spiritual director, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is an acclaimed spiritual teacher, author, poet, and the spiritual director and founder of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Once again, you can find out much more about her, her books, online classes, different programs at her website, ellengraceobrien.com. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram at Ellen Grace O'Brien. This program will be posted on our website, theyogahour.com, and all of Yogacharya's links, information will be posted there as well. Again, she has a YouTube channel you might want to tune into at Ellen Grace O'Brien. And once again, today, September 30th, 2021, Yogacharya O'Brien has a special online meditation and inspirational talk about Lahiri Mahashaya today at noon Pacific. You can just find that at csecenter.org with a link on the homepage. We encourage listeners to join us for the many online programs offered by Yogacharya O'Brien and the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, including morning meditation, which occurs daily from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. Pacific, afternoon meditation daily from 4 to 4.30 p.m. Pacific, and then Sunday satsangs from 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific. Next time, next week, Yogacharya will be back to discuss another of the great teachers in our Kriya Yoga lineage, Swami Sri Yukteswar. <clears throat> the, yoga, <clears throat> the Yoga Hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, founder and director, Yogacharya O'Brien, assistant producers Anne Hayes and Mickey Coronado, and as always, Jeff Comfort and Louis Pagan in the sound booth at Unity Online Radio. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and... Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 